On today's episode, I have a good friend, Nina, joining us for a conversation all about motherhood. So welcome, Nina, to Growing in Motherhood, the podcast. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And I must say that I've enjoyed watching your journey uh, from my little Leah into (laughs) an actual uh, mother. Uh, Mama Leah. So it's been exciting to watch. I certainly appreciate that. I have known you. I've been fortunate to know you for many years. Uh, We worked together. At one point, you were even my boss. I was. Uh, (laughs) An awesome boss I was. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Um, You have also been along the journey, a mentor, a sponsor. You know, we've had many meaningful conversations every step of the way. And one thing that was always evident to me from my vantage point, and I'm sure you would agree, but you enjoyed being a mom and you, it was always an active pursuit of balancing what that looks like. And that's what I really want to unpack together with my twins just turning one years old. I definitely feel like I've learned a lot. Um, but I know I'm really just getting started. And when I first shared with you that I was expecting, you know, one of the things that you mentioned to me was, yes, I'm there to teach my children and I will also learn lessons along the way too. That was the start of me being really open-minded as I initiated and, and well am starting out on this journey of motherhood. Your kids are young adults. They're in their professional pursuits. And so I'm also clear, you know, you're in a very different phase of motherhood. And I'm just really curious from your perspective after having decades in it, you know, what does that feel and look like? What are those transitions as a mom when your children are going from being, you know, 100% dependent on you to now transitioning to a space where they're independent and they're living life on their own terms? That, that, my friend, is the million-dollar question. (laughs) Um, I just want to set the scene for the people, right? So my children are 25, 23, and my youngest will turn 20 in September. So, you know, the two oldest have graduated high school, graduated college, And my youngest is now starting off in his sophomore year in college. And just just that alone is is all the transitions. It's been a fun time, I have to say that. So, and I also wanna say that you're talking to me two years post-divorce. I've had a lot of time to reflect. You know, my kids and I have had some definitely difficult conversations meaningful conversations and I've often had a had to like take a different look Mm. at my at how I raised my children Um, I'm super proud of them you know 21 or so when I started out as a mom super young like you're you don't even know yourself like you're (laughs) you're like starting into adulthood and now you're like oh now I have to raise some, someone else. I haven't really figured out what this thing called life is all about for myself. So, you know, when you say, what are some of those transitions? One, I had to just, oh, okay. I'm a mom. Like I had to wrap my head around that. The most amazing thing is spirit pretty much equips you with everything you need to be a mom. 
like there's a there is a level of intuition there's a level of like connection there's a le- like when when the seed starts growing like you're already you're in it For and sure. you don't necessarily know what that means or what that looks like until now you birth these things into the world <laughs> and you're like they cry they poop they depend on me like what am i supposed to do yes you mentioned in the beginning like i love motherhood i loved motherhood at a certain point in the beginning, I did not love motherhood in the beginning. It was like survival. I know that I have a child that I have to take care of go. And it wasn't until probably high school where I had to begin to make a transition of it's not just me as their mom, super stressed, trying to figure out you know, how are they going to eat? What does that look like? You know, all of these other pressures of a young mom and a young wife, you know, added on top of that. So it's like, you know, figuring those two things out, but then it became more of, okay, let me relax into this and let me experience this in a different way. And it was actually a friend that like brought to my attention. She was like, oh my gosh. She was like, girl, you yell at your kids all the time. I was like, I don't. When they're around you, I just yell at them a lot when they're around you. Like, I don't know what it is. (laughs) So she's like, "Uh, no, it's not just pay attention to it. You yell at your kids a lot. And I had to really like take a look at myself. And it was maybe a day or two. And I was like, oh my gosh, I yell at my kids a lot. But it was a learned behavior. Right. My mom yelled and that's what she knew. Like it was a learned behavior. And it's something at that point I decided I was not going to do. So when I transitioned my mindset from that, motherhood became so much more exciting and so much more of an adventure. Not to say that all of my stressors went away, no, but I just began to look at it with different eyes and my kids began to receive me in a different way. Um, We had more fun, even though their dad was the fun one and I was like the disciplinary. We, We had more fun, you know, like it was like, they knew I was there for them no matter what. They knew they could tell me things no matter what. And uh, one of the things I was talking to my oldest son, I was like, oh, I'm going to be on this podcast about motherhood. I was like, you know, funny thing, because you just asked me some questions about motherhood. I was like, and I'm, I, I didn't know how to answer them. So I'm like, okay, like, like, let's talk about it. So I asked him today, I was like, what would you want the people to know about me as a mom? <laughs> And the answers, it surprised me. He was like, mm-hmm. you were super open and super supportive. Like you were like, you were yourself, but you were open to us doing the craziest things. You were just like, go do it. He was like, if it was fashion and I was wearing something crazy, you're like, yeah, go do it. If I wanted to do something and got into it and then I wanted to quit, you like, you didn't let us quit. You started this, you now have to finish it, but go do it. And I was like, huh, okay. Um, And I can see that. I can see that. It just translated to my kids and I having dialogue that ultimately I feel like as adults, we've become friends. And I think that's super awesome. Leah, to be honest, one of the biggest transitions is going from motherhood and just being there to secure and take care of them and ensuring that they're alive and they survive, making all the decisions for them Mm -hmm. to noticing when they're beginning to gain their independence 
and allowing them that space to learn and grow without you, but with you. Mm-hmm. So you're there to provide that safe space for them. So as they, you know, it's like a fail forward situation. Right. So as they make mistakes, you, they make mistakes in a bubble. And now you have the ability to kind of talk through them about lessons, um, hardships, ask them questions like what happened in order for this result to occur? Is this the result that you wanted? If not, then what would you do different? It's, it's not about forcing your kids down a path that you personally want them to go down. It's about allowing them to discover the path for themselves and being mm-hmm. supportive on how they get to the path, like how they get to the destination. The journey is, uh, is everything. Wow. I really like that. The journey is everything. And I'm sure it's easier said than done, right? To really allow your your children to make those mistakes along the way. But that's where the lesson is. You know, it's perhaps better, quote unquote, um, in some ways earlier, right? Within that bubble that you mentioned versus out in the real world where there's, you know, real lasting consequences mm-hmm. for, for decisions made. Definitely appreciate your perspective there. So I'm curious if you could go back and do over one thing, what might that be? I would have more fun. I would relax and have more fun. I think I didn't enjoy the early years of motherhood. I had, you know, like within a five-year span, I had three children. So it's like, all I knew was like survival mode. Mm -hmm took a moment to just enjoy them in their infancy, enjoy them in their, you know, toddler years, enjoy. Like, I think I would have had more fun. I haven't begun, I didn't begin to have more fun until later years. So what would you say that you enjoyed most about motherhood? I mean, you're saying in retrospect, you wish you had more fun, but Mm -hmm. if you just, you know, take your experience for what it is, what did you enjoy about it? Mm, I would say it's the connection that I enjoyed most because there's nothing like the connection between a mother and a child, mm-hmm. regardless of it's, you know, if it's a boy, if it's a girl, it doesn't matter. There's like no connection like the connection of a mother and a child. Watching them grow into the people that they're going to become and then you see that unfolding that's awe-inspiring. Like it really is. It's one of those things. It's like, okay, like you've tried all these things. You're not figuring it out. And I get to see this unfold. Like I get to see you grow into this man or this woman, or it's like, man, like, wow, that to me is everything. It's everything. And then I, you know, they, I hear it from them like, oh, mom, so-and-so said this about my smile or, oh, mom, so-and-so said this about my hair, you know, and I'm like, you're welcome. You know, yes, your dad had something to do with it. I'm, I will not deny that, but (laughs) you're welcome. (laughs) You actually mentioned, um, you know, kids being different, whether that be gender or personality. Um, And I'm curious because Granted, I have twins, right? And they are a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. And they're, well, they're less alike than they are alike, right? They, they, they both march to the beat of their own drums. You have three children, two boys and one girl. How did you 
individualize your motherhood in a way where you were intentional about showing them love and establishing that connection that you mentioned that you enjoyed most about motherhood? I don't think in the moment it was like a conscious decision mm. until much later. I mentioned to you about survival mode. Like my kids were very active. At one point, I <laughs> my um, IG handle was mom taxi at mom taxi <laughs> because I totally, that's what I was. I was, I was a taxi. So, you know, my kids went to three different schools in, across the county. They had three different types of sports. One was in basketball, one was football, one, one was in dance and none of them had the same schedule. So I worked full time. And I think for me, the time to connect was in the car from school, you know, from the house to when I drop you off at school, there's this moment. And the great thing was being able to like eavesdrop on the conversations that they were having with their friends, their, their friends in the backseat. And there's this dialogue that happens between them. And then it's like, I'm just a fly on the wall until they invite me into the conversation. Right. So it's mm -hmm. like, well, Miss Nina, what do you think about it? And I was like, Ooh, they're asking <laughs> my opinion on something like, okay, let me like take this thing seriously. And I think it's in that moment that I began to form bonds, not just with my kids, but I also formed bonds with their friends to this day. They call me mom. My daughter's a little protective over that. She's like, um, <laughs> get your own mom. I would say that being able to have that personalized experience for each of my children, the car was like our, our safe pod. If it was a question that they had, I was open enough to, to listen without judgment. Mm. And then I was curious enough to ask more questions because then what are they thinking? Right. And then for me to be able to debunk some of the myth or help guide or steer them in the right direction. Like I created this safe bubble mm -hmm. and that's what allowed me to connect with my kids. Yes, their personalities were different, but they were still my kids. Now their friends are involved. Now there's different personalities and I get to see how they interact with their friends, the decisions that they make. I get to hear the conversations. I don't know, that's invaluable with connecting with my youngest son. I didn't have real true connection with him until high school. And that's because the two oldest were always doing something and he was always involved in football. And my husband is the one that was their thing. And they bonded over that. And mm. I made an attempt to like be team mom. I love being team mom, but it just wasn't like, it wasn't my space. I didn't feel like, oh, I can like insert myself here. It wasn't until, you know, high school that I would just like, create this bond with him and understand where he was coming from, some of his challenges, what he wanted. And that was me recognizing that I didn't have the same connection with him that I had with my oldest two. And I really, really, really wanted to establish something. So we created date nights, like he and I on Saturdays, like Saturdays. That's what we would oh, have. I like that. Yeah. I so whether that. that's like, going out and doing like painting or, you know, chocolate making, or I don't know, the movies and ice cream, or just chilling at home, cooking dinner together and watching a show. Like we created date nights. And so I think that's what kind of created this bonding experience between the two of us. We're getting there. That's incredible to hear. So it definitely sounds like there's a lot of intentionality, right? Which took you kind of owning your part and recognizing, you know, time waits for no one. I need to change things moving forward. 
And I love the idea of, of the date nights with your son. There's a lot of things that, you know, just reflecting on my own journey for over the past year, like I'm often spending time with both of my children and not taking time out to just, you know, I guess I'm perhaps in that survival mode that you mentioned, um, but not being intentional with taking, you know, time just for my son or time out just for my daughter and really establishing a bond that's, yes, they're twins, but there still has to be a separate bond too. It doesn't always have to be collective. So I really like the idea of, um, of those, those individual date nights. Like you, you recognize it already that you are spending time with them together, but always know that spending time apart, that lets them know that they are individuals while they still have this connection and bond as twins. But it also lets them know that you care about them on an individual level. Definitely. So what advice would you give moms out there who may experience like mom guilt or mm. feel like perhaps based off of a series of decisions or maybe just a point in time, they made decisions that looking back, they don't love that they made um, and experiencing maybe feeling like they're a bad mom. Um, how do you bounce back from that? Right. Because motherhood is, is really a lifelong journey. One, I would say give yourself grace. While there are tons and tons of books out there about motherhood, a motherhood is an individualized experience for each mother. Compound that with each child. So for with each child you have, you are a different mother, believe it or not. Like even though you attempt to be the same mother, just like in the world of leadership, it's like, oh, I now have to adapt my style so that my child can hear and receive the messages a little more clearly. Um, one child may respond to threats while the other child may respond to um, timeouts or bribery or whatever the case may be. So it's like learning your kids and learning, learning their responses to you is important, but also learning yourself and being able to, to see yourself as human, mm -hmm. one, knowing that we're all going to make mistakes and most of the mistakes that we're, we make are not permanent. They're not. And believe it or not, we get a ton of do-overs, mm. a ton of do-overs like, like this week. Okay. That didn't work. Guess what? Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. Tomorrow is a new day. So I learned what didn't work yesterday. Okay. Tomorrow's a new day. I'll start, I'll start new, just start fresh every day. Dealing with the emotions, even as adults with divorce, it was like, having these conversations of, hey, you know what? When we were growing up, this happened. Do you recall this? This is how it made me feel. And having these really challenging conversations, excuse me, conversations, and it's like, hmm, I thought that I did that the, the right way, the, the quote unquote right way. But what I'm hearing from my daughter is, oh, this is how I received it. This is how I took this, you know, this punishment or this conversation or whatever the case may be. And it hurt. So to hear that, you know, you hurt your child, it wasn't intentional on any level, but it was like, oh, wow, I had no idea. They didn't talk to me about it in the moment. They were kids. I don't even know if they had the, the language to express that. Mm -hmm. um, so I then had to give myself grace in that moment. I then also had to be open enough you could be open to a certain point, but really receptive, like hearing the conversation, taking that in and then actually apologizing. Like, you know what? I, I apologize. I, 
I'm sorry for how that made you feel. I, it wasn't my intent to make you feel that way. Let me explain to you what I was going through. So that gives you some perspective, but it doesn't change how you felt in the moment. Mom guilt, and I'm sure dads have guilt too, but mom guilt is a real thing because you give birth to these beautiful beings and all you want to do is protect them with your life. Mm -hmm. And then to know at some point you've disappointed them or at some point you've hurt them or at some point you've, you've created an unsafe space for them. And that's hard. That's really hard. Yeah. I know Leah, you get me all emotional. It was not (laughs) in the plan. We did not talk about tears. What? (laughs) We did not. But that just means we're having a vulnerable conversation. We are. A real conversation. We are. And here on Growing in Motherhood, we don't just talk about the good stuff. We talk about the real stuff. So earlier you mentioned, you know, mom taxi. (laughs) <laughs> to and from work to school to to back whatever. to work I'm a blank to, yeah um, and so obviously you're a professional woman right. what is your advice around not losing yourself mm. the individual that you are prior to even being a mom how do you ensure that you're not diminishing and putting your life your dreams and your aspirations on hold for 18 plus years while you be that mom taxi but how how does one ensure that they're not pressing pause on on them? That's a it's a difficult question for me because I actually press pause. My drive to grow professionally was solely on the fact that I wanted to create a better home for my children and give them advantages that they may not have ordinarily had simply because I became a mom at such a young age. I focused like heavily on growing on, you know, what's the next level? What's the next level? What's the next level? I completely lost who I was. And and I would argue to say, I didn't even really know who I was because I had kids so early, right? Mm -hmm. So I hadn't really discovered who I was as an individual. And then now I'm a mother. Like that was my, that was my title. Like that's, depending on which environment I showed up in, which school I showed him, like that was, that was my moniker that I wore. I was proud of that. I'm still proud of that. Like, it's one of those things. It's like, I, I would not trade being a mom for anything in the world. Definitely proud to be a wife, but never, never did I discover who I was. I, there was glimpses, like there were always like things that I would try. Let me go do this. And I was good at, it. and then it's like, Oh, well, then there's other things that got in the way. So let me just, you know, close it, close up shop and stick to mom and wife and, you know, professional. It wasn't until later in my professional career where I began to explore who I was as a, as a person. And honestly, that was probably the most challenging thing to realize that I had spent so long just giving up my life, my entire life and dedicating my entire life to being a mom and being a wife that I completely did not know who I was as a coach. And, you know, when I talk about leadership and professional development, one of the questions that I give people, is like the, the question to answer, who am I? 
It's because I had to answer that question for myself mm. and to, to go through that self-exploration of who am I, what do I want, and how can I serve? Crazy. You find out all kinds of things about yourself. You can't always answer the question from like the great parts. Who am I? Oh, I'm a loving wife, devoted mom. Like you, you start like giving all these flowery things, but then it's like, oh, wait a second. Okay, so I'm a procrastinator and I'm super scary about doing this. You got you to gotta shine the light in the dark spots so that you can see who you are as a whole person. But you have to start with holding the mirror up and looking at yourself and saying, here are the things I love about myself. Here are the things I don't love about myself. How can I love myself more where I am right now in this moment? And then start growing from there. Being able to find what fills your cup and then only giving from your overflow because you can't get it back to empty. Don't get it back to empty. Mm-hmm. Once you find it and fill it, keep it full. Watch how everything around you changes. Watch how your children respond to you differently. Like everything around you changes. I'm a freshman to the mom crew. You know, my, my short year in, I can see how essential that really is and what a difference maker that is um, yeah. to the entire experience for everyone. It's, you know, everyone benefits when when my cup is full so nina sadly we're almost out of time together but in closing i just want to ask you know we talked about if you could go over and do something uh differently you mentioned kind of having more fun the younger mom version of nina what piece of advice would you give her and also internally for our listeners i definitely would say relax girl, relax. You gave birth to the kid. You know how to, while you, while you may not have all of the instructions or the rules to the game, instinctively, you know how to keep them alive. They're going to fall. They're going to bruise themselves, scrape themselves. They may even break bones. Like it's okay. Relax. Cause the body heals itself. Your mom, you have this now superpower to heal them. Even, you know, like they think moms can heal everything. And it's so true. Hello. Just kiss it better. Right. Right. (laughs) We just talked about filling your cup. Like that above anything else would be my advice. Learn what it is that you love. Learn what gives you joy. Relax into this thing called motherhood and fill your cup on a regular basis. Fill your cup. Love yourself more. Give yourself more grace. Give yourself space. Love, grace, and space. Well, Nina, I definitely appreciate your time with us here on Growing in Motherhood. Definitely have had an incredible uh, conversation around your experience thus far with motherhood. I'm clear this is not the end for you. Rather, it continues. I thank you for your time and look forward to connecting with you soon. Oh, same here, Leah. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I really, truly appreciate it. And I'm so very proud of you. Oh, thank you. That means so much.